Australia. How are you going? Hang on. That's right. It's NBA Australia. It's Tuesday. All day. November 16. I'm your host, James Clements. What's going on? I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J. Whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Arm Studios. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA. Wrapping Australia a bit. That's all we do. Yes, it is. And we don't take things too seriously around here. We leave that for the nerds. God, they love serious stuff. Oh, this rating is that right. Shut up. Uh, big NBA day. Huge. A-Rod cost the uh, Wolves a quarter quarter mil. That was pretty gnarly. And we've got 11 games. Lonzo got his revenge. Loved it. Uh, we've got all that in the NBA straight game wraps, as well as a juicy slab of that's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got yeah, Nas. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back takeouts. Where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, we've got a really fun Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot a shot, light him up award uh, that I alluded to yesterday. Uh, we've got the Australian Player Watch, the NBA Australia game previews and picks for tomorrow, and a Jingles HR. Pretty straightforward. How's that sound? Sound good? Guess what? This is episode 699 of NBA Australia. Double nice. Let's go. Alright, NBA Australia is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. That's right, manscaped.com. Uh, they are the champions of your pains. That's right, Manscaped are out there looking after your family jewels, your junk, your package with some great, great men's grooming products. Uh, precision engineered, that's what it's all about. I'll tell you what, I love it. The fourth generation trim of the lawnmower 4.0. Is now out in Australia, New Zealand. Go check it out. It's awesome. It'll make you go four point. Oh, bloody hell, that's a good shaver. Uh, two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You can join them with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping of the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. Look, being one of the first folks to try the new 4.0 in Oz, I'll tell you what, I loved it. You may have heard me uh, rabbiting on about it on NFL Australia uh, with Gaz. And I'll tell you what. It's like this house. No Knicks. No New York Knickerbockers of New York City. No Knicks. That's how we roll. The Ginger Palace is looking great. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I love the light. You wave it around. It's like a lightsaber, but it's sick. Basically, they've come up with an awesome uh, ball hair and body hair trimmer using an awesome no Nick technology. The old, uh, what is it? Advanced skin safe technology. With the ceramic blades. I cannot tell you how good this is. You'll feel so good when you're just whipping it around, shaving your boys, and off you go. The wireless charging, the trim guard, you got everything. Basically, it all boils down to the simple fact. If you're using the same shave you use on your face, on your balls, you're doing it wrong. That's gross. Grow up. Come on. There's pubes in your mouth. Vibes. That's not good. Anyway, uh, it's time to get your own ball hair and body hair trim with Manscaped to make me time the best time, and your balls will thank you, and so will anybody else who comes in and around or near them. (laughs) So get 20% off from free shipping with the code straight at manscaped.com. That's 20% off from free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I tell you what, my old man's turning 60 today. Happy birthday, Dad. Guess what's in the mail? <laughs> I tell you what, not a word of a lie. It's going to be awesome. 
All right, let's get back to the show. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Or the ref attack if you're AD. Getting tossed because they wouldn't let him put his shoe on. That was pretty funny. Uh, Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. You should also watch out for the attack of Adam Silver going through your Instagram. uh, Because that's why and how the Timberwolves copped a giant fine today. Did you see this? The Timberwolves go for a party down in Miami at A-Rod's mansion and cop a $250,000 fine for it. Oh, geez, from arranging or paying for off-season practice or group workout sessions for their players outside a team's home market. So, yeah, basically teams aren't allowed to organise or pay for off-season group workouts outside of their home market. Uh, They did go down and hang out and have, like, a team party, a team dinner at A-Rod's house with uh, the other new co-owner, Mark Laurie, and uh, then apparently did a you know a couple of workouts here and there, bit of maybe a bit of bit of basketball. <laughs> they are basketball players. Bang! They posted on social media. Guess what? You dummies! That's how you get fined. <laughs> We're not circumventing the rules. Post to social media. Oh jeez. Be more wolves, really. Say, ah, I didn't realise this. Where's my foot? I want to shoot it a couple more times. Good job, Wolves. Andrew Bogut! Oh, Jim, he's not in the NBA anymore. Uh, Well, you wouldn't know about it. Um, Sold his house in Beaumaris. That's the one he's been whinging about for years and years and years, which sucks. And uh, I'll tell you what, look. uh, For the one thing, maybe this does mean less council tweets from the world's fucking tallest whinger. But also, I can see where he's coming from with this shit, right? So... (laughs) he's just like he's gotten planning permits the council have like approved basically the inspectors and everything have approved it the council themselves have gone nah fuck ya we hate ya it's amazing it's a weird mix it does feel like of uh, cultural elitism exclusivity if you will you know oh we don't want want one of him down here do we that kind of vibe and uh, for all of uh, (laughs) Bogut's fuck-headedness, this, this was just a shit show. And uh, look, the way he's handled it, I can imagine that it's been a fucking giant headache. So he just up and sold it and made a fucking tiny profit. So good on him for that. Either way, not been. Uh, players of the week were announced. East, Kevin Durant, West, uh, Steph Curry. So that'd be your uh, MVP leaders at the moment as well, wouldn't they? So should we do a top five MVP at the moment right now? What do you think? Steph, number one. KD number two, Joker number three, Paul George four, and after today, Demar Rose. No, I was going to say Spindles Ingram. No, Demar Rose. Demar, he's going to pop up again in a second. But Jesus! All right, the last little bit of news. Uh, ben Simmons. I'm so fucking tired of this fucking story. Do something. Verbal meme. Me poking it with a stick, which is the Ben Simmons story. Just do something. The Sixers are now fining him because he didn't go on the road trip with the Sixers. Uh, Shams basically coming out and saying, until there's information otherwise from their specialist or Simmons himself about him not being able uh, to at least ramp up his practice and uh, preparation to maybe play basketball again, y'all going to get fined. So, 
We saw last week, I've already yelled about this, how it did feel like uh, clutch were clutching at straws. Oh, geez. Um, with the, oh, the Sixers are making it worse by finding him. If they were really about his mental health, they'd just leave him alone. It's like, uh, I don't know, paying him 33 million bucks a year. You kind of want to keep tabs on that and just sort of figure out what's going on. And the leg that they're standing on of, uh, all right, we're well, not coming with us with the team. They could have handled this better. I think that's fucky. I think they should have spoken to Simo about this beforehand rather than just going, oh, now you're getting fired for not being on the road trip. Like, fucking hell, man. What are you, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get like integrate him back into the team? Are you trying to uh, let him figure this out on his own time? Who knows? Either way, it's a shit show and fuck it. <laughs> Let's do some game raps and talk about actual basketball players who are playing basketball. Game raps, 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 game raps. 11 games today. We went 5 of 11 on the picks. Just missed a couple just by a sliver. Boston, they beat Cleveland 98 92. That's right, Cleveland. Cleveland! No go the throw Jared Allen for Cleveland, so it was taco time. Tacos! Loved it. Cleveland actually got up handily early, but Boston, look. This was a brick fight in the first half. Brick fight in the first half. Cavs led 39-37 at the half. Uh, watching this, you're just like, Jesus, is anyone going to make a fucking shot? The answer was not really. Uh, the Cavs limited the Celtics wildly, so did the, uh, and vice versa, right? A lot of lazy threes. I think in the first half, there's like 17 attempts each. The Cavs made seven, which is why they led. The Seas made four. Uh, Mobley started off 0 of 7. Didn't get any better. Literally the day after, we're just blowing smoke up his ass. That was pretty tough. Uh, the Celtics did get up nine in the fourth quarter, thanks to their D. Grant Williams doing some good stuff, but basically they gave him the clamps, and the Cavs just didn't quite have enough to get over the hump. They had a nice run. Like, Chetty got his eye in, got it back down to five. They kept fighting. Chetty was awesome. Rubio was awesome. But with Mobley missing literally every shot he took and uh, not getting a giant amount from the other D Wade, Dean Wade, they couldn't quite track him down. And like, this is one of those ones where you go, ah, oh, if you had another scorer like Sex Man out there, unfortunately, obviously, he's out with his MCL injury. And Garland and Okoro couldn't hit the fucking side of a barn. So, yeah, tough one. Um, like, Schroeder just stepped up massive late. Like, he found L for a layup to put him up three. Then answer to Garland, answer to that with an answer. Uh, with a nice drive and layup. And then after Dean Wade missed the other D Wade, Mr. Three, he hit a mid-rate jumper, five-point lead, 43 seconds left, Boston win. Uh, very handy win for the Celtics because it felt very much like they could lose this. Uh, the Cavs shot 38%, only 18 assists as well, though. That felt like the problem. Rubio, 28. Ricky Tikitata, Rubio. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland had 17. Only two assists, though, from Darius. Chetty, Jedi. He had 6 of 12 from downtown. He had 26 points. He's been good out of nowhere, but Chetty does this on the odd occasion. And uh, Evan Mobley, rough night. One point, nine rebounds, five assists, two blocks, three turnovers. Talk about him later. Uh, Tatum ends up with 23 points. Again, though, the shot just isn't quite there. He goes 7 of 20 from the floor. Schroeder was massive down the stretch. He had 14. Smart at 14. 11 points from uh, Grant Williams. And I'll tell you what, average Al Horford, 17, 9 and 3. He was handy. Even Enos the Penis Cantor got out there. Uh, which was, Ime Udoka was asked about that before the game. He's like, oh, nah, man, I'm not like not playing him because of his comments about China and the NBA, bro. I'm, uh, you know, it's all about the uh, the timing. And then suddenly Ian's gone out there. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Either way, that means Cleveland. Cleveland! And now 9-6. and six. 
and the Boston Celtics are seven and seven. Detroit basketball got absolutely shit pumped by the Kings, one twenty nine one oh seven. Hilariously enough, Marvin Bagley he played against the team that are trying to trade for him. Nothing sus. Uh, the Kings also kicked the fuck out of Detroit. <laughs> they really did. It's like 31-12 after one. They're up 24 at the half. It was insane. Uh, Big Deke Bay was the only bloke who showed up in the first half with 17 for the Pistons. Kate had 10, but ugh. Uh, my favorite bit was like Bags went 0-4 from the floor in seven minutes of the first half. It's like, Bags, mate, do you want to get fucking traded or not, you idiot? Uh, didn't get much better for the Pistons. Kings just kicked the fuck out of him. Kate had 25-8-8. He looked good. 5-11 from deep. 28 for Big Deke Bay. He went 4-9. Nothing else. Killian Hayes sucked. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant was horrible. This team is a uh, bit of a struggle sometimes, Pistons, eh? 19-9 for Diaz of Fox. 17 points, 10 assists for Halliburton. Holmes, Rashawn Holmes at 19-9. 16-10 for Chemezi Metu. And Buddy Hill made six threes at 22. Even Bags ended up with 7-3 and three in the end in his 18 minutes. Good job. Sacramento is 6-6. Six six. Detroit, 3-10. The Pelicans! Looked like they had this against Washington, didn't they? This was a great game. 105, the Wizards taken home. 100, the Pelicans. No Beal for the Wiz because his grandma died. Um, thoughts with Brad Beal. That sucks. Uh, and he played the last game, but apparently just was all out of shape. Um, so they'll let him take some time off. Pelicans came out of nowhere, though, and smoked the Wiz in the first half. They just couldn't fucking miss in the first, uh, in the second quarter especially. The Wiz couldn't hit anything. Like, coups after like days of shit talking, being king shit, start off 0 5, which is pretty funny. They're up 19 points in the third quarter of the Pelicans. But then they became the Pelicans. The Pelicans can't hit a fucking shots. There you go. They lost from 19 points up in the third quarter. What a fight back from the Wiz. This was great. They slugged their way back into a late in the third and then clamped them in the fourth. Like, KCP scored seven straight. The notorious KCP, Contavious Coldwell Pope. Kuz finally found his range, hits two massive threes down the stretch. It was insane. Seriously, five minutes left. Gafford dunks. Kuz hits a three. Tied, tied for like the first time all game. Denny Avdija comes out of nowhere. He scores. They stay up. Denny scores again. Trez free throws. You've got KCP. He hits another dagger three. One nineteen left. They go up nine. Out of absolutely fucking nowhere. In the second half of the fourth quarter, they just put the boot in. And absolutely flew over the top of the Pelicans. Like, Spindles tried to get him back in it. They got it down to four, but Spencer, Spencer, Dinwiddie, and uh, Trez, Montrez, hold steady. They get the win. Massive comeback for the Wiz. Spencer Dinwiddie was fucking amazing. Uh, Spindles had 31. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. 9-23 for him. Classic. 16-9 uh, for my name is Jonas Valanciunas. Josh Fackhead. Hot! Had 13-12 and 12 rebounds. Love him. Uh, Nicky Alexander-Walker had a shocker. One of six from the floor. Oh, of three from downtown for his four points. Devontae Graham, 14 points as well. Uh, Spencer has 27 points, nine assists. KCP has 18, hit four of eight from downtown. So did Spencer, actually. Trez had 15. Avdijar has 11 and 10 in his second year. Love a bit of Denny. Kuz hits those couple of uh, threes late. Huge, huge turnaround for him. He was over at that point. Ends up with eight rebounds and uh, eight points. New Orleans dropped to two and 13. Your Washington Wizards... With their best start to a season in 47 years, a 10 and 3. Atlanta, they beat Orlando 129, 111. Close all game. The Snucks, the Hawks, the Snucks, there you go. The Snucks hawked in front <laughs> and kept them at bay. Up double, up double digits in the third. Put the foot down in the fourth. Thought they go. 
Cole Anthony was awesome for the Magic, 29-11. Wendell at 15-9. Franz Wagner, hello, had 19 points. Good game. And 19 for T. Ross as well off the bench. Hashtag free T. Ross. Uh, four players above 20 for the Hawks. They shot 55% from the floor, 14-30 from downtown. Not bloody bad. 23-6 for Trey. 20-16 for Clint Capella. John Collins at the top. Cocktail at 23-3-3 and 20 points for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Good win for the Hawks. They needed that as a settler. And Orlando are a bit of a smoky sometimes. They play hard. And look, I, book, I picked Orlando plus nine and a half. And there was a couple of moments where they kind of kept it close, but Atlanta really just fucking, as I said, foot down the fourth. Orlando now 3-11. Atlanta 6-9. Nice. Indy shit the bet against the Knicks. 92-84. The Knicks looked wobbly. They started off so slow. They made it a game. Obi, Obi-Wan topping. Ain't no stopping. Obi-Wan topping. Uh, he had a sick dunk from D-Rose. And then in the third, the D just fell apart. And the paces behind Levert and Sabonis just jumped them. Get up. Miles Turner hits a three. Suddenly, the paces are up 12. And then, bang! It all reverses. Flip it up and reverse it. RJ Barrett hits some shots. Now it's back-to-back threes. Get it back, gets it back to eight. And then came the run. This was amazing. Emmanuel quickly, please stand up. Please stand up. They took control of this game from there. They absolutely fucking stymied the Pacers in the fourth quarter. The Pacers had zero answers. Like, TJ McConnell sucked off the bench. Sleepy Eye sucked off the bench. Jesus. What is this? The Phoenix Suns? Uh, Sleepy Sleepy Eye's Jeremy Lamb couldn't do shit. Um, Basically, the Knicks hit two straight threes at the start of the fourth to tie the game. Quickly. Hits those. Amazing. Then Burks cans one. Then he gets fouled on a three as well. The Knicks are up. Look, Brogdon... And Karras settled them, but then the hammer, quickly, just again, he couldn't miss. He was awesome. D-Rose scores, RJ scores. Meanwhile, the Pacers just missing everything. But look, Karras goes to the free throw line. It's a three-point game, less than two minutes to go. Suva misses a layup and then misses his own putback off his own rebound. Oh, D-Rose scores. Turner misses a three. That's it. That's the game. Like I think Brogdon also got the offensive rebound and missed a three after that, so... RJ Cairns, another one. Game over. Huge win for the Knicks. They really needed that. And uh, look, the Suva had Suvlaki King, Demartis Sabonis had 21-15-3. Oh, get the uh, mix, mate. Thanks, Demartis. Cheers, mate. Our Presidente had 22-8-7. My sweet baby Carrots, Carrots Levert, had 17. No one else did a fucking thing for the Pacers. Miles Turner, he'll show you a flash and then just disappear. Yikes. Uh, quickly goes 4-4 four four from downtown. 16 points. Amazing. Absolute fucking game changer, Emmanuel, quickly. He's a gun. Julius Irving goes 11-11-5. He shot 5 of 15. Tried his hardest to lose this game for them, but popped up late. Kemba, he was on fire. 8 of 11 from the floor for his 16 points. RJ Barrett ends up at 12 points on 4 of 13 shooting. 3-7 from downtown, though. As soon as he got that first one to go, the entire game flipped. Indy are now 6-9. Nice. And uh, the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City, 8-6. Dallas! Led by the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Beat the Denver Nuggets, 111-101. Bowl Bowl's out there. Was this the tallest day ever? We got Zinger. We got Bowl Bowl. We got Taco. It's like, can we throw Boban out there just to like run around and cause some fucking havoc? And we'll see just how tall we can get. Because Boban was out there. So, it might have been. Either way, um, brutal first half of Dallas. Like, Luca getting a tech right at the end after a hack. Didn't get a call. The Nuggets just looked in control. And they were down 13 in the third with the uh, Mavs, but Dallas fought back. Zinger hit some shots. He was a supercharged Zingerberger today. Supercharged Zingerberger. And that kind of sparked him because, like, even though Denver controlled the game, the Mavs got it close, and then they made a massive push. 
Um, <clears throat> was it Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith hits a three? Reggie Bullock, who I literally just shit on on Twitter, hits a fucking three. And they've suddenly got the lead at the fourth. And they're up five by the time the Joker comes back on. And then Hardaway goes absolutely ham. He has 13 points in the fourth quarter. Brunson and Luca got going. Like, Denver just couldn't buy a bucket. Ends up being a 17-6 run from the Mavs that gets them up 10 because they went small. They were playing four guards with Dorian Finney-Smith as their lone sort of big dude, and it worked because the Nuggets just couldn't do anything. Like, Joker was just being held. Like, he was really good all game, but no one else could take advantage of it. Austin Rivers sucked. Joker, Air Gordon, they all missed threes in a two-and-a-half-minute spot. It's like four and a half minutes left in the game. They all missed, like, the next shots for, like, the next two minutes, and, like, that's it. It was an 11-point game. It was incredible. All because Hardaway, Brunson, and Luca just went absolutely ham and just didn't miss anything. Like I think I tweeted out, they're a terrifying downhill team, and they are. It's awesome, and it's really fun to watch because they get psyched. And Luca, when he's not whinging, is one of the most electric fucking players in the NBA going up against Joker. And when you've got a supercharged Zingerberger... Supercharged Zingerberger. ...who didn't do much in the fourth, but still didn't matter. God damn. Great fun. Anyway, the Joker has 35, 16, and 6. He was awesome. Monty Morris has 17 points and 8 assists. Air Gordon has 14 and 7 and nothing else. Bol Bol has 7 points in 11 minutes. But jeez, the rest of that Nug supporting crew, it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, yeah. It does suck when you're missing two of your three best players, doesn't it? The Mavs, Luca had 23, 8, and 11. He was awesome. Zinger, 29 and 11. Extreme Zinger meal. 19 for Hardaway, 13 in the fourth quarter. He was great. Brunson had 17 and 6. He's a gun. Bullock hit that three. Just to throw it in my face, he had five points. Either way, Denver are now 9-5. and five. The Mavs, 9-4. and four. Houston got absolutely fucking belted by the Grizzlies, 136-102. Memphis came out angry. Up 20 out of the gates. Rob from there. I nailed this call yesterday. I knew that Memphis, look, big favorites. They're going to come out angry. They're going to kick the shit out of somebody, and that somebody was Houston. Jalen Grid had 15 points. He was a minus 37. Ouch. Uh, just Sean Tate. Jay Sean Tate, 14 points, 9 rebounds. KPG goes 2 of 11. He had 7 points. Gross. Get Dante on this team ASAP. I tweeted this out. They are a rabble, Houston. And the fact that they're like, oh, I don't know, we don't maybe need Dante is just so wildly short-sighted and completely fucked. Oh, we need DJ Augustine based on fucking what? You're 1 in 13, you idiots. The Grizz, they shot 54%. Look, at least if nothing else, you've got Dante out there. You can just throw him on Jar or Dylan Brooks and just see what happens. Either way... Jargo, 22, 5, and 6, 16 for Dylan Brooks, 18 and 7 for Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. and slow-mo. Kyle Anderson has 15 and 5. Houston, 1 and 13. Gross, 4, what is it, 7 and 7 for the Grizz? Good on them. Mini Phoenix, good game, 99, 96. The Suns win it. They look dragged in the first quarter, but got into a bit of a groove. And then by the third, they sort of had control of it. There was even a couple of texts for Ant-Man, Carl Anthony Towns. And then a bit of a 9-2 Wolves run. Mini had the lead, and it came down to the fourth quarter. Chris Paul goes off like a frog in a sock, though. He has 19 points in the fourth quarter. Drags the Sun to the win. That's their ninth straight. Because uh, Minnesota led by four with two and a half minutes left in this. But CP3 and Booker both hit big shots. Aiton hit a hook shot to give them the lead again with a bit over a minute to go. And this game was awesome. Like The rest of this game was shit. The fourth quarter was incredible. They just go bucket for... I'm just sitting there watching. I had this one on the iPad. I'm like, holy shit. They just go bucket for bucket. And Carl Anthony Towns was kicking ass, and then D'Lo goes, hey, fellas, get out of the road. It's D'Angelo time. And everyone's like, fuck, here we go. Boom, they lose the game. Um, seriously, he just did. That was gross. Like, the Suns are up two. Like, right at the end, the Suns are up two. D'Lo, again, surprise, misses a three. 
Ant-Man can't quite get the rebound. Book hits another free throw. Last second shot's no go. D'Lo just, ugh, whatever. The Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns at 35 and 13. He was awesome. 5 and 9 from downtown. But D'Lo decided he was the gun here. 22 points for him on 7 of 21 shooting. 1 of 10 from 3. Thanks for coming. D'Angelo, Ant-Man. Rough game for him. 9 points. Oof, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 6 turnovers. Beasley goes 4 of 14. They suck. The Suns, Booker at 29, 5 and 5. CP3, 21 and 8. And DeAndre Ayton makes his triumphant return. 22 and 12. He crushed it. Rest of the team, I mean, Bridges and Crowder missed 9 threes between them. Sham, wow. Landry Shamit hit a couple. They went 7 of 31 from downtown as a team. 32% from the floor and they won. The Suns. Amazing. Anyway, the Wolves are now four and nine. Meanwhile, the Suns have won nine straight. They're ten and third, ten and three. Miami beat OKC 103-90. Jesus, I'm getting there. Three more to go. Uh, <laughs> tied at forty three and a half. But look, no butts, no ban for Miami. No hassles. They got up fourteen in the third. Look, the Thunder fought. We all know they will. But SGA just had a rough night, and there's just not enough else there for OKC. Heat were carried by Hero. They made look, the shooting for the Heat was insane. They went 9 of 19 from downtown outs for th- from 3 in the first half and 4 of 21 inside from 3. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, end up 8 of 40. 18 of 40 from downtown. SGA has 10 points. 2 of 11 shooting for him. Brutal, brutal stuff. Same with Giddy. 3 of 10 shooting for his 6 points. 20 for Dort. Poku at 11. There goes my hero. Tyler Hero, though. 26, 7, and 6. Stepped up big time. He goes 5 8 from deep. 5 of 12 for I like to have a beer with Duncan because he's found his shot. Lowry had big boot car. Lowry at 11 and 11. And uh, Strews had 13 as well. Okay, see now 5 and 8. Miami, 9 and 5. Toronto lost the norm. Bowl. In Portland, 18, uh, 118, 113. You got Norm Powell versus Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr., the blokes who were uh, traded for each other. And this is a weird game. The Raps got up big early. They're up 14 in the first quarter. The Blazers pegged it all the way back. They led at halftime. Then they got up 13 in the fourth quarter. Then the Raps brought it all the way back down to one with a couple of minutes to go. This was a wildly topsy-turvy game. But then hilariously, Gary Trent Jr. fouls Norm. The two dudes traded for each other. Norm hits both of them. Then Scotty Barnes has a rough turnover. CJ hits a floater. Another turnover from Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet. And that was that. Um, OG got fouled on a three-point shot right at the end, but it didn't matter. Raps, all the starters are in double figures, but absolutely nothing from their bench. 12 points off the bench. 29 for OG, 26 and 6 for Sikkim Siakam. Scotty B has 18 and 8. Scotty Barnes rules. Fred Van Vliet, the fight in Van Vliet, 16, 6 and 7. Gary! Terrence Trent Darby Jr., 18. Nada else. 29 for CJ on the Blazers. Dame looked good in his return from his uh, abdominal injury. 10 of 21 from the floor, 36 from downtown, 24, 8, 24, 4, and 8. There you go. Bloody good. Norm goes 12, 0 of 4 from downtown, but look, made up for it. 11 for Cove. Larry Nance. Larry Nance Jr., 7 of 7 from the floor, 15 of 5. Simons and Nasir Little, they both look good, actually, for the Blazers. I fucking love Anthony Simons. Uh, 8 points each. Toronto and Portland are both 7 and 8. This is East Toronto versus, like, West Toronto. Portland East versus Portland West. They're the same team. It's weird. But not really, because uh, the Raps actually have wings. And finally, the Lakers got absolutely killed. They got straight killed. So he got straight killed. By the Bulls. That's right. The Bulls in LA, didn't matter, 121-103. This was awesome. Levine goes off half just before halftime, uh, and the Bulls are up nine. 
DeRozan had 22 in the first half. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine had 17. Rusty had 19. But then it all falls apart for the Lakers in the third quarter because that's exactly what happens every time for the Lakers, right? Because the Bulls just demolish a rate of them from there. Like, AD gets tossed for, like, picking up his shoe and going, Oi, ref, what the fuck, man? Ugh. And then got thrown, hilariously. Uh, but it was basically over by that point anyway. Like, 21-point Bulls lead going to the fourth. Didn't get any better. The Lakers are now minus 89 in third quarters this year. That's the worst in the NBA. And then they got smoked in the fourth. So, see ya. 25-6-8 for Rusty. I mentioned he had 19 in the first half. Yeah, not much else from there. AD had 20 and 6. THT is dynamite. At 28 and 6. He shot 9 and 19 and 4 of 9 from downtown. I love him. He's great. Melo, is it me you're looking for? Camelo Anthony. Nine points, over four shooting from three. Thanks for coming, Melo. Against one of his old teams. Remember, he got he was on Chicago for a second, wasn't he? And they salary dumped him? I can't even remember. Uh, De- uh, DeRozan was amazing. 38-6. and six. He's going to pop up again in a second. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, 26-5-5. Five five. Lonzo, though. Oh, jeez. Watch out. Lonzo, better get your merch. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. He was awesome. 27 points. 7 rebounds. 8 assists. 10 of 13 shooting. Goes 7 of 10 from downtown. He was awesome. Derek Jones Jr. was really good, too. I mean, just all the Bulls kind of stepped up, and it's kind of fun to see it sometimes because this team is fun. Like, they're doing this without Vooch. That's insane. Lithium power in a razor. That's insane. Uh, But holy shit. Like, Derek Jones Jr. goes off at 13. You're happy with that. Hey-oh! Dosun Moon goes 2 of 7, but ends up with 5 points. I mean, they're just a good team. The Lakers, meh, if Mallow's not hitting threes, they're not. Uh, eight and seven now for the Lakers, Chicago 10 and four. Let's do an NBA Stereo approved performance of the night. What do you reckon? Who's it going to be? Who could this be? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, could it be Nikola Jokic? Hello, 35, 16, and six. Or maybe Carl Anthony Towns, 35, 13, and two. Eh, they both lost. How about we split this between CP3 going bucket for bucket in the fourth quarter with, like, the entire Wolves team. 19 points in the quarter to get them over the hump. He only had 21 points total. He also had eight assists, but he was awesome. Shot the shit out of a late, but DeMar DeRozan. I mentioned him at the top. Top five MVP candidate right now because he is exactly what the Bulls need. They lose Vooch. DeMar kicks it up a notch. He goes, bam! Better kick it up a notch. 38 points. Six assists. He's even shooting threes. What world is this? 15 of 23 from the floor, 2 of 5 from downtown for DeMar DeRozan there. I made the joke yesterday that he's basically the most clippery clipper that never clipped. But at the same time, he's just fucking good. (laughs) Like, holy shit. So throughout November, he's now shooting 40% from three as well, just a heads up. He's still not taking a giant amount per team. Uh, per game, but god damn. Last, so yesterday, against the Clippers, drops 35-7-5. Today, 38-3-6. It's just unreal. He is lighting it up. I'm enjoying the DeMar Rosen Bulls resurgence, and so should you. <laughs> because I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. Like, clutch DeMar is always pretty funny. It's like, sometimes you don't need to be clutch if you kick the fuck out of teams. Isn't that right, DeMar? Yes, it is, Jimmy. 
Thanks, mate. Who's spot of the night? Spud, 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 uh, we don't like to shit on rookies, though, in spite of the night, etc. So, Dean Wade, 0 of 4. <laughs> what are you doing, the other Dean Wade? D. Wade. Uh, Killian Hayes goes 0 of 5. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm only 20, man. 0 of, 4, 0 of 4 from 3. Two turnovers on 3. Says, Mo Bamba goes 2 of 10. 2 of 11 for the Ant-Man, though, for his 9 points and 6 turnovers. And 1 of 10 from downtown for D-Lo. But really... The D-Lo spot of the night more sort of uh, leads into Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Who's got No Mates today? Well, I'll tell you what. Carl Anthony Towns. We talked about him like at length with Old Mate No Mates. It's even on his own team at this point. We're talking about Andrew Wiggins yamming on him. We're talking about everyone just kind of shitting on him. He also had 16 points in the fourth quarter with three and a bit minutes left. And then D'Lo goes, you know what? Fuck that guy. It's D'Lo time. Takes seven more shots and was fouled on another one. D'Lo's like, nah, fuck him. You know what time it is? D'Angelo Russell time. Wow. And also, D'Lo fucking sucks. Jesus. Uh, also, old mate, no mates. No, he's your fucking mate. Kuzma versus Cleveland just continues to uh, delight and entertain. Cleveland! Because uh, Kuzma, look, the Cleveland News Station put up a graphic saying Kyle Kuzma won an NBA championship thanks to LeBron James. Uh, Kuz replied to that saying, City of Cleveland, we have something in common. Nice to meet you. I mean, it's funny because Cleveland are dunking on Kuzma. It's not that funny that Kuzma's like, yeah, thanks to LeBron, you've got one too. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> he won one of the most famous fucking titles in history. Kuz. Anyway, Cleveland dunking on Kuzma. I am here for it. Good job, Cleveland. Cleveland! Pantsing of the night. Though. Oh, that was a good one, wasn't it? Ant-Man falling through the uh, falling for a through-the-legs fake-out by CP3 was pretty amazing. Ant-Man's like, I've got this covered. Oh, he's trying to fake me. I'm got well, he's got, he's passing it through his legs. I'm gonna stop Oh fuck, he didn't pass it. Gave me a rope-a-dope. Uh, and also basically the Lakers. The Lakers, the Lakers. The Lakers stink! Because they got to sit there and watch Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso kick the absolute fuck out of him today, which is A, hilarious, B, even more hilarious because, well, what is it? There's a bunch of former Lakers all there too. Uh, Lonzo and Caruso just going absolutely to town on the Lakers made me smile. So great job, Caruso and Lonzo. You pants the Lakers. That's definitely like, you know, going back to the school and like dacking the bullies. Uh, who was better than Lonzo Ball then today? Jimmy, who could it be? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody, I don't know. 27, 7 and 8 for Lonzo. Look, we give him credit where credit's due today. Ice Cole Anthony goes 29-11. Got to give some shine for Jeremiah Robinson Earl. 32nd pick in the draft. Out there on OKC, 16 points, 5 rebounds, shot 55% from the floor. He had made 4 threes as well. 
Uh, bloody good, but come on. Lonzo goes 7 of 10 from downtown. 10 of 13 overall, 27, 7 and 8, beating his old team. Come on. Lonzo, today you get to wear the, like, awesome, I'm as good as me. <laughs> Shane, you legend. I love it. Good on you, Lonzo. You today are as good as Lonzo Ball, because that's you. I see some Yanars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some yeah nahs. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, just like Hugh Greenwood will be soon, how good is it to hear his voice on that one and go, oh, yeah, Gold Coast fucked that one, didn't they? Good job, Gold Coast. Have to get him in the uh, studio next time. Uh, either way, if you're in Melbourne, it's party time. If you go anywhere, and if you don't go with uh, a couple of slabs on your shoulder, what are you doing? Just don't go anywhere with a fucking, what was it? A set of a, what's the hangman thing? Jesus. The gallows, that's it. Idiots. What a bunch of fuck knuckles they idiot. Those idiots are. Either way, don't be an idiot. Just get your booze delivered to your door from the dailyliquor.com. They've got beers, wines, cocktails, everything you need for the party season. Get right around it. And if you're banging the code Strayer, you get a free six pack of the Dos Blocos XPA. How good is that? So this is for the Melbourne metro area. You get same day delivery before noon. So go smash that code Strayer. Get a free six on your mate Jimmy when you order at the dailyliquor.com. Right, yeah, Nas, we take a bunch of NBA storylines, decide with him more yeah or more nah. Number one, Brad McGeegan. Hey, Jimmy, quick yeah, nah. Should uh, someone be running a mental health check on Scotty Pippen? This is getting a bit out of hand. Uh, yeah, nah. This is a great point. I actually sort of um, mentioned the other day about Scotty kind of just going a little bit off the deep end with some of his weird sort of uh, yells about certain players and certain things, and you're like, what the fuck? And there was a great bit in his book that's been excerpted there you go. And it's, uh, he writes in it, I may go as far to say Mike ruined basketball. In the 80s on the playgrounds, you'd have everyone moving the ball around, passing to help the team. That stopped in the 90s. Kids wanted to be like Mike. Well, Mike didn't want to pass, didn't want to rebound or defend the best player. He wanted everything done for him. That's why I always believe LeBron James is the greatest player this game has ever seen. He does everything, embodies what the game is truly about. Ugh. This was the thing that I yelled about. Maybe it was Friday's show. I just don't get it. Like, sharpening an axe for MJ. I know that you can have a weird interpersonal relationship with the dude. But that just feels patently fucking rubbish, doesn't it? Like, we know that MJ... There's literally moments that won titles with MJ passing the fucking ball. We understand that he was a scorer first and foremost. But, like... The apocryphal story is that as soon as MJ learned to trust his teammates, they started winning titles. And Scotty's like, yeah, well, he was still really fucking selfish. He's like, he was also really good, Scotty. How about you just fucking chill the fuck out for a second? MJ ruined basketball? I don't know, buddy. (laughs) That's just one of those ones where you read out the quote, you figure it all out, you put it in context and go, look, Magic Bird... Those Celtics and Lakers teams of the uh, 80s, yeah, there's a lot of passing, but at the same time, 
a lot of scoring going on. And sure, they're maybe not like the one-on-one scorers that MJ would be, but fuck, man. The guy's incredible. Uh, Reggie Bullock. Jimmy, as per your tweet, is he the worst off-season signing so far this season? Yeah, nah. Ugh. I kind of want to say yeah because of just in terms of his role and what it was meant to be and what he's delivered so far, I kind of i am there. Like Westbrook is a trade, <laughs> you know? Reggie Bullock, the Mavs are kind of like, well, we missed out on Kyle Lowry. What we'll do is we'll get Frankie Nidalekina and we'll get Reggie Bullock. And Bullock's come off a pretty good season with the Knicks. You know, a bit of 3 and D. It's like, oh, well, if you're 3 and D, you've also got to hit some shots here and there because the other one's like Kent Bazemore. He's like my runner-up because the Lakers have just gone, oh, wait, he's shit. It's like, yes, that's what every team that has Bazemore eventually goes, well, depending on how quickly or how lately they go, but he sucks. They realize it. Devontae Graham would be up there for me as well. Justice Winslow for the Clips. Jesus. Uh, but Bullock... You look at him, and I think the one that sticks in my crawl the most about this as a worst off-season signing is that on paper it looks like such a perfect fit because that's the thing with the Mavs. They've got a bunch of good role players around Luca, and a second, uh, inverted commas, star in the extreme Zinger meal, right? You know, supercharged Zinger meal? Supercharged Zinger burger. And when he is the supercharged Zinger burger, they look great, they look fun, and Hardaway as a hit or miss, if he gets going, if he crushes it, sort of third dude. Ideally, if you've just got some nice pieces around them, like Reggie Bullock, then they should be good. But he has just not clicked so far. But I kind of think that that's more of a maybe you'll find his feet. Different system, playing under Jason Kidd rather than Tibbs. Hopefully you'll be all right, but geez. Uh, The flip side of that, Damar and Lonzo Caruso, they all tied for the best. Yeah, nah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was thinking that for the entire like Clippers game yesterday. Demar is the most Clippersy Clipper that never clipped, but he's been so fucking good. But Lonzo Caruso, they've been perfect. Like, who are the other best signings? George Niang. <laughs> There's been some good ones. Lowry's been very, very handy for the Heat, but nothing touches the Demar Lonzo Caruso additions for the Bulls, just because. The way it's actually fit so quickly and so well, I think is completely... It's blown my fucking mind. Because my entire approach in the offseason was their floor raises. I just don't know how high it raises their ceiling. But so far, like the floor is pretty fucking high. <laughs> they just beat the Lakers. Sure, the Lakers don't have LeBron. AD gets tossed, but they were shit-pumping them regardless. And even with the uh, that Clippers game yesterday, like, holy moly. Like, the Bulls are just... They're fun. They're good. They kicked the shit out of the Lakers. They kicked the shit out of the Clippers yesterday. Like, it's insane. They lose the Warriors, sure. But we were talking about this during the week, right, where they go into this big West Coast road trip without Vooch, and they've just beaten the Clippers and Lakers. That is awesome. So I think we've uh, got to tag that with a big tick success. Finally, are the Pelicans the bird, the biggest fucking morons in the world? Yeah, nah. Well, not in the world, because... I just alluded to them, the protesters in Victoria driving by with gallows, you fucking medieval dipshits. Uh, but definitely in the NBA out there because you're like, oh, geez, we could really use a couple of defensive kind of guards like Drew Holiday and Alonzo Ball. I know that they're on our team, but wow. Just think about the return they got for Drew and Lonzo. 
It's absolutely sweet fuck all. And they desperately need players like, guess what? Giroud Holiday and Lonzo Ball! This is a fucking dumpster fire. And we just need to get the Pelicans out of New Orleans. It's a shit show. It's cursed. We're done. It's a fucking shit show. David Griffin, I think he usually does good work. I still never understood the moving Drew Holiday. It's like, oh, well, we could get something in return. You got fuck off for him in return. What are you talking about? This is bullshit. Oh, Bledsoe. Oh, we got Stephen Adams. It's just fuck up after fuck up down there. It's ridiculous. Moving to Seattle or fuck off. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. I mean, what? Zion's going to come back and it's still going to be shit. He and Spindles, like, cool. They're still not going to be very good. They're not going to make the playoffs. Just saying. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, I still kind of think Cade Cunningham could win Rookie of the Year. Like, he just shows some nice flashes. He's so much more under control, I think, at times than Jalen Green. I think I want to put my Jalen Green pick on fraud alert as well. Holy shit. Scotty Barnes. Franz Wagner. Like, Gids will probably come along. Uh, but Cade today, 25-8-8. Uh, he's good. And he's going to get a lot of opportunities. And he does have, like, more of a skill set. And he's bigger than Jalen Green. So he can get easier buckets. Jalen Green's got to work a real fucking, like, amount. And this is the thing with Jalen Green and Suggs, as we're seeing in Orlando. Like, rookie guards. It's just a fucking hard run. Whereas Cade is big. So, I don't know. You can still make a bit of a run for it. All right. Our back take house, though. What do you reckon? Oh, jeez. It's Tuesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. I'm back on seek.com.au to replace all of our kitchen stuff because I'm the only one left standing. But I finally took down that deadly bird that killed the rest of my kitchen staff, and I put it in this pot and cooked it up. That's right. Today's special is... Cassowary casserole, the most deadly bird known to man. And you can eat them all up, only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is... If they're going to go and beat the Lakers and the Clippers on this West Coast road trip without Vooch, mate, I think we've seen enough. The Bulls are going to win the East, only at Outback. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of here for it. 10-4, and four, but at the same time, Cleveland are 9-6. So, yeah. All right, uh, quick break. We'll be back with Australian Player Watch and the uh, Shane Hill Shooter Shoot right after this. This is Nick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. All right, what do Chris Paul... NASA Commander Scott Kelly and Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian have in common. Well, they've all got incredible experiences and they've created audio courses to teach you what they've learned in that, you know, incredible array of careers that they've got. On Knowable, which is a new app with the world's top experts teaching new skills and bite-sized little audio courses, the squid hates it. It's like a podcast for learning stuff. Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. The squid hates it because if we're listening to that, it means he's not listening to Thomas and Friends. But either way, the bloke from NASA teaches you about space Chris Paul about a plant-based lifestyle and Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian how to launch a startup. So there's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen to learn some new stuff today, well, go download Knowable, bang in the code Straya and get 20% off getting super smart. It's sick. I absolutely love Knowable. So go check it out. 20% off with the code Straya. 
get smart today. All right, Australian Player Watch. Uh, Josh Greeny Green did not play coach's decision against Denver. God damn it. Free Josh Green. And uh, Josh Giddy. The other Josh. I mean, not the good news. Nine assists, nine rebounds, two blocks. The bad news. Three of ten shooting, 0 of five from deep, six points. Look, we always knew the shooting was going to be, uh, you know, work in progress. So I'm not going to uh, belabor the point too much. Nine assists, nine rebounds in a pretty tough game against Miami, though. He showed up. You love to see it. Good on you, Josh Giddy. All right, what about a Shane Hill? Shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up, award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot, light him up, award. All right, this one's got to go to Patty Mills. I mentioned it yesterday. 9 of 12 from downtown. Amazing game. 29 points in the end. 9 of 12 from downtown. Not only does he equal the record for made threes in a game by an Aussie, tying bangers. Bangers did it just before Adam Silver decided he had to shut down the entire NBA to uh, slow down bangers. Um, he also not only set the franchise record for the Nets with uh, made threes off the bench, but... That display from Patty going 9 of 12 from downtown was one of the 50 best long-range shooting performances of all time. That's how Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up this was. Because uh, it's a minimum of 9 made threes at a 750 75% clip, which is what 9 of 12 is. That's happened 49 times ever, and Patty Mills is now one of them. So, hilariously enough, there's five that Steph Curry's done, which is insane. A couple from Clay. A couple from Dame, and I fucking love this. A couple from Ben Gordon. When Ben Gordon would just go off on the very random occasion where Ben Gordon would go off, it was appointment viewing. I fucking love Ben Gordon. If he was like two inches taller, he would have been unstoppable. Uh, a couple of other favorites on this list. Nick Anderson back in January 96 and Twitter guy Rex Chapman, legendary, uh, 96 as well, back when the lines were a little bit closer in, right? Uh, 95, George McLeod. Awesome. My beloved Dale Ellis for my beloved Seattle Supersonics in 1990. How's that? Absolutely incredible that Dale Ellis went off. Mario Chalmers in 2013. Yeah, Mario Chalmers. Super Mario. Dan Majoral. Did you see that clip of uh, Tyler Tynes or whatever it was from the from GQ? Not knowing who the fuck Dan Marley was and going, Hey, Scotty Pippen. So you were maybe being traded. You were asked for a trade for Dan Majerle. Who the fuck is Dan Majerle? You mean Dan Marley? Call him out, Scotty, idiot. Anyway, Dan Marley, Dan Majerle, goes off in 2000 when he was on Miami. And old as fuck. That's awesome. Uh, Bubble MJ, TJ Warren did it in the bubble. But there's some great ones there. Ty Lawson in 2011. I fucking... And then he necked a few too many beers. Anyway, it just shows how hard it is to hit that many while doing it efficiently as well. So 49 times ever, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, you absolute fucking legend. That is a definite Shane Hill shooter shoot, shoot your shot, line them up award. Nine threes. You gun. All right, speaking of which, we go to the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, there's a tweet today. Patty Mills said he has a friend who doesn't know much about basketball. He always tells him, just put ball in basket. Yeah. He said that was top of his mind tonight as he sank a career-high nine threes. <laughs> Spot the light. Put the ball in the basket. It's not that hard. Right, game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. 
What's going on? Oh, you know, not much. Going to run off, roll the arm over a bit of pub cricket tonight. Next some tins, do some NFL Australia. You know, all the good stuff. All right, we went 5 of 11 today on the picks, as mentioned. 115 of 201 for the season so far. Only three games tomorrow. We have an absolute belter, though. We have Warriors at Brooklyn. Woo! Steph versus KD. You love to see it in Brooklyn. Uh, the Nets are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think I'm going to take the Nets. I think we get an absolute belter of a showdown here where Steph, Harden, KD, Draymond... I think Brooklyn just get enough out of their stars to match the Warriors and uh, win this one by a couple. So I'll take Brooklyn minus two and a half. Then we have Utah hosting Philly. Minus eight and a half are the Jazz. They're eight and a half point favorites. I think I'll take the Jazz. Look, Philly are fighting and fighting and fighting, but I think against a team that's uh, as well drilled, as well coached, and as on point as Utah, coming off a couple of losses, I think Utah will uh, steamroll Philly. Unfortunately, without Embiid, I just don't see Philly putting up quite enough uh, to really challenge Utah. So eight and a half point favorites. I'll take Utah. The Spurs go into LA to play the Clippers as the last game. And the Spurs are six and a half point underdogs against the Clippers. I think the Spurs have enough kind of young dudes and rangy good defenders to throw at the Clippers to at least keep this close. So I think I'll take the Spurs plus six and a half. I think... Between the likes of DeJunte Murray and Keldon Johnson and co, I think they might just uh, give the Clippers a bit of a fight. So I'll take the Spurs plus six and a half. There you go. So here we go. It's going to be like half a holiday. Only having three games today, uh, tomorrow. Right, we'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We really will. So make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, we're all over the socials, you know that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up each week about the NFL Crazy fun one this week, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling World Wrestling Australia. This week he's got an absolute chocker show. Go search World Wrestling Australia on YouTube or follow FWCIE on Twitter uh, for links to future episodes and even a couple of clips right now. So go check it out because there's a couple of belters. FWCIE on Twitter, World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Get around to NBAstraia.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch like Lonzo. And uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Come on. I don't ask for much. Just do that. Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself a, a bit of a trimmer and look after your junk the way it deserves. TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy and Knowable. Download that from the App Store. Bang in the code STRAYA and get 20% off. All right, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Their new band, House Hats. Their album, Running Out of Time, is out now. Go check that out. Also, big thanks to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, who are playing the Gasso this Saturday in Melbourne, if you're around. Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes. And remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we're going to close out today's show with a brand new Jingles HR, and we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying... Oh, 11 games, man. I'm rooted. All right, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna! G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. 
Because, yep, when I'm not sinking threes, blowing kisses, playing with my kids or enjoying my real estate in Paul George's head, I am the world's leading HR expert, helping you out with all your HR questions and problems. So, let's get to this week's question, shall we? This one comes from a Russell in LA. Dear Joe, I am struggling with a new role in a new city for a new company, but most importantly, I don't think my boss likes me. Any tips? Russ, LA. Oh, g'day, Russ. Yeah, look, uh, cheers, mate, for writing in, but oh, I'll tell you, it is always tough dealing with bosses or management, isn't it? But a really easy way, if you've got a boss and if you're hands-on working with them, and the easiest way to get them on side is to just do the work. But also, put your hand up when there's more work that needs doing. Don't be afraid to basically go out and advance yourself in their eyes and volunteer your services when they need something. You know, to basically, they need a bit of help with anything. Bosses fucking love that. It provides a unique point of difference as well, or POD in HR speak, to make your boss notice you and hopefully warm to you as well. Basically, if you put your hand up when there's more work to be done, then they're going to go, you know what, I don't mind that guy. Because if you're there whenever they need something done, you become indispensable. And bosses absolutely love having folks that they can rely on to help out. But basically, it also comes down to you doing the work right and doing it well to also show that you're committed to your role in the company and your boss will appreciate that. But another tip is also just to remember their birthday or also their spouse's birthday or their kid's birthdays and uh, put them in your calendar. Send them a little gift each time just to remind them that you're a good bloke. It can be a bottle of wine, a teddy, maybe a taco kit if they're into that. Either way, as we say here at Jingles HR, the most valuable and likable employees use their most valuable and likable resources, their own, because they're humans, human resources. See? Bit of a HR joke, that one. Either way. Okay, righto. That's it. Easy as. I hope that helps you out, Russ. Best of luck with your boss. And uh, that's all we've got time for this week. This has been Jingles HR. I'm Joe Ingles. Get a jab up ya. <laughs>